This is HPR episode 2074 entitled Experience with a Neighborhood Cat. It is hosted by Brian and is about 15 minutes long. The summary is a show about a cat. Warning. Repeat. Warning. Contains content that will be disturbing to some. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Him, as most cats that were unfamiliar with you, by walking straight at him, you had to kind of walk around, pretend you weren't paying any attention to him, you had your own thing going on, you had to make him curious. He might sneak up behind you and then you could pet him. My estimation is that Joe was at least 10 years old, maybe a dozen or more. It's really hard to say with a stray cat. If he were a house cat, I'd put him in that 16, 17 year range. I haven't seen him at all this year, 2016. It's June now. And I don't recall seeing him this winter. The other day I step out on my porch. I sit on my couch, smoke a cigarette. As I'm walking out, I had just gotten up, got my coffee, said hi to my cat, who is sleeping soundly on some furniture in the living room. And I sit down on my porch, and I hear what sounds like a cat walking up my steps. And it's a long staircase. There's a missing step. So it's not the easiest staircase for any injured party to be walking up, but I just thought that I was hearing things. Standard hallucinations, as they say. There was a study that said 9 out of 10 of us have regular hallucinations of that sort. Hearing something, not sure what it is. Did someone knock on my door? Is someone calling my name? Stuff like that. 
Um, for me, my major hallucinations are with animals. I hear cats whining, meowing, dogs whimpering, and it turns out to be some neighborhood kids playing or whatever. But that's just me based on my own conditioning. The odd thing about this was I looked down and there's Joe. And he looks up at me and meows very weakly. And he weighed four pounds. I know this, I'll get to that later. They, he comes inside, well, he was adamant. He put his head into the crack of the door and just pushed on that crack and wouldn't move and said, I am coming in. And I opened the door and he just walked in and looked at me. I tried to give him some water. He took a few sips of water. But he wasn't really happy with it. He had severe oral infections. This is very common in cats. It's usually caused by them not chewing their food, by getting excess canned food. Not There's a number of reasons for it. And it tends to eventually lead to such severe infection in old age that they develop anorexia. They basically stop eating. Um, there are other reasons. I don't think that that's what happened to Joe. What I think happened to Joe is that he got severe advanced oral cancer. It looked to me like the packs of cigarettes that I have gotten in Canada where more than 50% of the package is covered in graphic images of oral cancers. And it, it looked exactly like that, but that was much later. Right now it just looked mouth infection, his skin's all covered in pus, he's fairly clean. For an outside cat he's a little nappy, but his skin was totally clean, his fur was totally clean, he's a black and white cat. He was white, except for his paws and his chin because he was sleeping on his paws and it was leaking all over I had a prior engagement that I needed to go to that there was no way that I could do very much more than set him up with a really cool comfort, comfortable spot in my tool zone under my porch give him some water, he laid out in the grass um, I cleaned him up, I cleaned his infection up, I rinsed his mouth with a GSE solution and then flushed with some water and he got some water in him. He drank more than a can and a half's worth of tuna water. He tried to eat the fish but it hurt so he couldn't and he drank the water and he went outside, he peed, he played with me with a string, he went up and down my steps, he was just emaciated with the lack of muscle that he had not been able to eat for so long and it's hard to say exactly what the rest of that is with the older cats the anorexia tends to develop into a renal failure situation he seemed so healthy all the way around he was there was no swelling or anything that was out of place or uncomfortable on my inspection of him um, but I was really concerned with my experience is not in the expertise realm dealing with cat diseases. So I do have a cat and I was semi-concerned that there may be something I'm not familiar with that could be a contagious thing that I should be worried about. So he 
was outside. We left, we went to our engagement. We were gone for over five hours. When we came back, I couldn't find him outside. I looked in the basement, I looked around, I couldn't find him. I figured, I hope he comes back tomorrow. And he seemed strong enough that I thought that he would unless some accident happened. Now, I didn't see him all day. Near, I don't recall when it was, maybe four o'clock or so. Um, my girlfriend goes down to do a load of laundry and sees him sleeping in the pile of dirty clothes. And she brings him in and he looks so much worse, but he looks so much better. His infection had very little evidence of pus and his chin was covered in dried blood which means that the infection had drained and the blood had come through and I just hoped that it had flushed itself enough that that much was gone and then I could do a further inspection. After getting him cleaned up this time, which of course took so much longer with all the dried blood, um, I really saw that his mouth was extremely poor and there was an odor that lingered. I cleaned his, all of his fur and his mouth and there was no more odor of infection. There was no odor of rot and there was no odor of death. But there was this other odor that I was unfamiliar with. I had heard that advanced cancer has a distinct odor and there's this sweet kind of lingering along with that rot, infectious death smell those three smells I'm very familiar with. This was not any of them, and it was something else, and I believe it was cancer. My girlfriend says, okay, he's cleaned up. I wanna bring him to the vet, make sure there's no contagious. Hopefully, they can get some fluids into him and help his dehydration because he was so emaciated and his mouth hurt, he didn't even wanna drink water. So we bring him to the vet. Super long ordeal. I was hoping for some subcutaneous saline so that the body can just absorb it that's a very common procedure i'm not sure why that didn't come up perhaps it was the stress revolving around the entire situation the vet was extremely busy there were tons of walk-ins emergencies he got super stressed out we got super stressed out we ended up just bringing him home and saying the vet visit did supply at least some comfort in the fact that they were not concerned of any contagious anything and that our assessment was pretty close to theirs. What upset me was all of the treatment that they recommended was only treatment that was geared towards trying to save this animal's life, doing tests for this and that and putting them on IVs and catheters and um, that is just not what he needed. He needed hospice. This cat was far beyond trying to help. He wanted mom to lick his head. That's one of the most comforting things that any cat can experience is someone just licking their head. The most softest pet with your finger that feels like a cat tongue on their head, they calm down so quick. Being clean is extremely important to them too. This cat had a spark in his eyes. He was not ready to go. I was not going to have him put down. And I was not going to give this vet thousands of dollars so that they can have him die in their care while they're scrambling to save his life. 
His life was done. He lived it. He wanted to be comfortable. So, got him cleaned up, got him home, gave him a little towel bed on the bed next to us. He laid there nice and warm with the heating pad on. Next day, he didn't do much moving around. He just laid there. We shifted him a few times when he'd wake up, say I'm a little uncomfortable. I rinsed his mouth out with some water. He was definitely not drinking. He was definitely not eating. He was towards the end, but he was comfortable. And after giving him a little secondhand marijuana smoke, he calmed down. I can't believe I didn't think of that the day before. The THC receptors in the neurological system of the human body are not just for the human body. They are true for the entire mammalian species or whatever that is. I'm not a biologist, so species is probably the wrong word. But the entire mammalian neurological system has these THC receptors, has these CBD receptors. They have known benefits. He calmed down. He was so pleasant. He laid on my chest. His breathing wasn't labored. He stretched out his paws at one part really long and then curled up. And I sat with him for a while later. I put him down. Half an hour after that, my girlfriend picked him up, brought him outside. He sat on her lap. He stretched out as far as he could, twitched his paws, and was gone. And now he's buried out in the backyard with a couple other cats under a flax bush. And that's exactly what he wanted. I don't know where he was for this past year. But I'm assuming he had some place that was not in our neighborhood where someone was feeding him and taking care of him. And when he knew it was time, he wanted to go home. He didn't want to have any sort of crappy vet deal. And I'm a little sad that I put him through that. But that's the selfishness in our whole gig. He had a good life. I don't know why I thought that this may be interesting. I do know why I thought this may be interesting. Because... Hackers, in my experience, is another word to describe someone who is on the quest for enlightenment. Enlightenment is nothing more than understanding. The more you understand, the more enlightened you are on that topic that you have understanding on. That's what hackers do in my mind. That's what I do in my mind. I'm living this life. I'm interested in it. I see the life around me and I want to understand it. That's part of me being a hacker. So I like the idea that what's of interest to hackers, any topic is of interest to hackers. Just try to let us understand it. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of people get really scared by death. Death is really not a horrible, traumatic event although it can be sometimes. I really enjoyed Sigflup's episode of her voice diary from her time getting some treatment with her issues. I wish more of us would be able to do that. This is a halfway step for me. I wish I could 
share more deeply my experiences. Right now, my experiences are that the more I try to explain my own perception, the less the people I'm explaining it to understand it. So that's going to wait for another day, and I'm going to stick to very strict by the books. This is the event. These were the steps in the event. This is what happened. I know I strayed a little. Like I said, this is halfway. I'm babbling at this point, but who cares? Somebody probably likes it. So have a good day, guys. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.